0: This message comes from NPR sponsor HubSpot. What if you could find, track, and close deals all in one place? Now you can thanks to HubSpot Sales Hub, a connected, customizable sales platform that's a joy to use. Try it at HubSpot.com sales. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Hurst. Congressional leaders have agreed to a top-line deal on how much money the federal government should spend this year, $886 billion for the military and $773 billion for everything else. Now all they have to do is actually pass the spending bills, as NPR's Eric McDaniel reports.
1: Spending deals were central in the controversies that doomed former Speaker of the House Republican Kevin McCarthy. But Speaker Mike Johnson, his successor, just agreed to essentially the same top-line number in a deal with Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. It's already clear that the move has enraged the right flank of his Republican Party, who wanted to leverage the looming government funding deadline on January 19th to extract policy concessions on everything from abortion access to building a wall on the U.S. southern border. Not part of this deal, though? Any military aid to Ukraine or Israel, which is also tied up in immigration reform. Negotiations on that continue in the Senate. Eric McDaniel, in Pierre News, Washington.
0: Israel says it's dismantled the military infrastructure of Hamas in northern Gaza and is shifting its offensive to the enclave's southern half. This comes ahead of a visit from Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who's on another tour of the Middle East, trying to make sure the Israeli-Hamas war doesn't spread to a wider area. We share a commitment to ensure that the conflict does not expand and I think we also share a commitment to use the influence, the relationships, the ties that we have with different parties in the region to try to avoid escalation and to deter new fronts from opening. Meanwhile, an airstrike near the southern city of Rafa today killed two more journalists. The powerful nor'easter is moving out of the northeast after dumping up to a foot of snow in northern New York. Ava Pukach of Member Station WRVO reports the governor says the storm hasn't caused any major cancellations or major delays at the state's airports.
1: Governor Kathy Hochul says as the storm winds down, the focus is now on cleanup. The state is forecast to have a brief break from adverse weather. But as Hochul noted, another storm is predicted to hit the state on Tuesday. It may just be rain, but very, very heavy rain. And if that's on top of snow or melting snow, uh, there is a high risk of flooding in in key parts of New York. And what we'll see is a a wetter, windier conditions than we've seen the last 24 hours. Hochul says Tuesday's storm could bring as much as six inches of rain, which could make for dangerous road conditions and possible flooding. For NPR News, I'm Ava Pukach in Syracuse, New York.
0: Asian markets are trading in mixed territory at this hour. The Nikkei, the main market in Japan, is up nearly three-tenths of a percent. The Hang Seng uh, Hang Seng, rather, in Hong Kong is down about four-tenths of a percent. This is NPR. China has placed sanctions on five U.S. defense-related companies in response to U.S. arms sales to Taiwan and U.S. sanctions on Chinese companies and individuals. A foreign ministry statement today says the sanctions will freeze any property the companies have in China and prohibit organizations and individuals in China from doing business with them. China regards the self-governing island of Taiwan as a renegade province that must come under Beijing's control at some point in the future. Conservationists are reporting a 45% increase in the population of a shorebird called the American Oyster Catcher. That bird lives along the U.S. Atlantic coast and the Gulf of Mexico. As Barbara Moran from member station WBUR reports, the oyster catchers are bucking the trend of many coastal birds whose populations are in decline because of habitat loss. That's the sound of an American Oyster Catcher a large black-and-white shorebird with a distinctive beak that looks like a carrot. Shiloh Schulte works for the conservation nonprofit Manomet. He says until recently, a lot of their eggs never hatched.
1: So the first nest they lay would get washed out by a storm, and then the second nest they lay gets eaten by uh, raccoons, and then the third nest they lay gets disturbed by people recreating over 4th over of July weekend. One after the other, different factors would hit. Sh-
0: Barbara Moran from member station WBUR reporting. U.S. futures contracts are trading in mixed territory at this hour. I'm Janine Herbst, NPR News from Washington.